السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله على حلمه بعد علمه وعلى عفوه بعد قدرته والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فوض بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لقد كان لكم في رسول الله عصوة حسنة وقال تعالى وكذلك جعلناكم أمة وسطة My dear respected elders and brothers we begin by praising almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sending salutations upon our beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Hazrat Ali radiyallahu ta'ala anhu you know made mention with regard to our beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam لم أرى قبله ولا بعده مثله I have never seen anyone before or after equivalent to our beloved Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Hazrat Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha one day someone came to ask her and said tell us something unusual something extraordinary about our beloved Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and she said amazingly كان كل عمره عجبها Every aspect of his was unique, amazing, and extraordinary. Every aspect of the life of our beloved Nabi Kareem Sallallahu was extraordinary, amazing, and unique. Therefore, my dear respected brothers, what can we say? What can we listen about such a personality? Dil ko himmat nahi, lab ko yara nahi, tutsa koi nahi, tutsa koi nahi. Our words do not have sufficient eloquence, the vocabulary to praise our beloved Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sufficiently. We just do so not to praise him, but to bless our speech and to bless our life. My dear respected brothers, Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has been explained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as uswaya hasana, as a perfect example. Now that perfect example is not confined to any time. It is for all situations and for all eras and all ages. And today, in the limited time that we have, I would like to go straight into the topic. And that is the seerah, the example of our beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And as, a, as an example, as a solution to contemporary challenges. Now, what is contemporary challenges? There will always be a difference. What is contemporary? What is a challenge today? Someone might look at it differently. Someone might say, according to me, this is the greatest challenge. Someone else will say, to me, this is the greatest challenge. But there are certain key words, buzzwords, that people today in the media, they look upon it as major challenges. And today, let me just give you an example how our Sira is a solution to even those aspects which are regarded to be contemporary challenges. Let me just start off by saying one of the challenges today people talk about is that of racism. You hear it being said in the media. You hear it being talked about in resolution. In South Africa in particular, it is constantly made mention in the political discourse that we are a nation that had suffered racism and discrimination. And in a recent survey, it was found 
that racial discrimination continues to be pervasive even if there are resolutions and there are legal binding you know laws with regard to it it is still pervasive it is still common it is still found in societies now what did our beloved nabi akram sallallahu do how did he tackle it he showed us the way with regard to it uh, his teachings the teachings of islam showed us islam told us that being in different races different ethnic groups different tribes is not a matter of superiority in fact allah taala in the holy quran tells us ومن اياته خلق السماوات والارض واختلاف السنتكم والوانكم among the signs of allah taala is the creation of the heavens and earth and creating people with different colors and different languages being in different colors different languages is not a means of superiority it is part of the creative quality of almighty allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah taala hasn't made people in different races different colors to be a means of superiority allah taala has created us differently for the sake of identity look at how our beloved nabi akram sallallahu dealt with it one day abu dhar ghafari radiyallahu ta'ala anhu was told something by bilal radiyallahu ta'ala anhu and then he reacted and he said you the son of a black slave correcting me abu zar was an arab right someone who came you the son of a black slave correcting me so bilal radiyallahu ta'ala anhu became very upset obviously he felt hurt so bilal radiyallahu ta'ala anhu went to our beloved nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam and nabi akram sallallahu wasallam became angry So when he became angry Abu Zar came to know that Bilal radiyallahu ta'ala has gone to our beloved Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam he rushed there Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam didn't give him a good face Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam turned away from him So Abu Zar said Ya Rasulullah what have you heard what is the reason that you are angry So Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam said Abu Zar did you rebuke and did you call bilal the son of a black slave you are a person in whom there is still remnants of ignorance how dare you say such a thing so abu zar ghafari radiyallahu ta'ala anhu felt very tremendously he felt hurt it had a great profound impact upon him and his whole life and his whole understanding thereafter so he went to bilal radiyallahu ta'ala anhu and he said well hazrat bilal radiyallahu ta'ala anhu you are honorable I am disgraced. I won't I won't be at ease. And he put his whole body and his face down. He said I won't be at ease until you put your feet upon my cheeks to dishonor me and show that you are superior. And what did Bilal radiyallahu ta'ala anhu do? Subhanallah. Bilal radiyallahu ta'ala anhu took him up, kissed his cheek, and he said that the cheek and the face that goes down in sister it is worthy that i kiss it not that i put my feet upon it brothers this is how nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam dealt with discrimination dealt with racism today we look at it you know someone had said beautifully said he had made mention if you today were to taunt me that i don't have manners i can go and learn manners if you taunt me and say you are uncouth 
you don't know how to eat, you don't know how to, you know, go, uh, behave at the time of the table. I can go and learn table manners. But if you don't be, because of the color of my skin, I can't change it. Go and complain to the Creator who created me like this. Brothers, how dare we? When our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu which is today a common problem, how he has shown us with regard to it in the farewell sermon of, you know, khutbah, khutbatul, hajjatul wida. What did our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam tell us? Long before, there are different resolutions, resolution 2686 of the United Nations, done as recently as 2023, which outlaws and, you know, legally outlaws discrimination. Long before that, our beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told the world, La fadla li arabiyin ala ajamiyin. There is no superiority of the Arab over the non-Arab, or the non-Arab over the Arab, and no superiority of the white over the black and the black over the white, except on the basis of taqwa and the basis of piety. My dear respected brothers, how often do we find in our community people making use of racial terminology? How often do we find people judging other people on the basis of the color of their skin, their honesty, their integrity, their intelligence, based on race? It is not a race that is wrong. It is individuals that are wrong. And wrong people will be in every race, in every tribe. And whenever we see it, whether it be by our uncles, whether it be by our elderly, whether it be on our dinner table, whether it be by people, we have to put a stop to it. Our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu challenged something that is very common and pervasive, and he showed us the solution with regard to it. Another common issue with regard to the common challenges that we have today, and you see the Sira is a never-ending stream and a continuous source of wisdom and inspiration. One of the challenges is that of migration and treating of refugees. How do you treat people who come from other countries? How do you treat migrants? How do you treat refugees? And this is no, no ordinary thing. It is one of the contemporary challenges of our age. There are 82 million people in the world today. Let me repeat that. 82 million people in the world today who have been forcibly displaced, who have been forced to migrate, who have been forced to be refugees. 82 million people. How do you deal with that? And obviously it creates great amount of tension. We see it in South Africa, xenophobia. We see it in, in Syria. According to recent stats, Syria has 13.2 million refugees. Ya Allah. And we see it not only in South Africa, we see it in Muslim countries. We see it presently in Pakistan and Afghanistan. What did our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu show us? He showed us the brotherhood of the Muhajireen and the Ansar, which is the best example for us in relating with people who have migrated from various parts of the world as refugees and people who have been forced to migrate. Our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu created a harmonious society in Medina when he migrated. He created a harmonious society between the people who came from Makkah and the people who came from Medina. And even with regard to the local Jewish uh, tribes in Medina, he created a peace pact known as Mithaq Medina to, to live harmoniously and peacefully. He showed us that even to live within a society, 
you would there are ways of living harmoniously and peacefully rather than living with tension Nabi Karim Sallallahu showed us Hazrat Mona Idris Kandelwi Rahmatullahi in his Siratul Mustafa wrote so beautifully he said the Muhajirin came the agitation brought about by the traumatic departure from Mecca he replaced it with the love, affection and care of the Ansar of Medina the traumatic departure that they had from Mecca he replaced it with the love, care and affection of the Ansar of Medina and Nabi Karim Sallallahu paired and created a brotherhood Abu Bakr was Kharija bin, bin Zaid Umar was Ibban bin Malik and Abu Ubaidah was Saad bin Mu'adh and the most amazing example with regard to it is between Abdul Rahman ibn Auf and Saad bin Rabi so when they paired them together as brothers so Saad bin Rabi told our beloved Nabi Karim told Saad bin Rabi told you know Abdul Rahman ibn Auf you are my brother Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi made me your brother here is my wealth take half of it take 50% of my wealth who can give today 50% of the wealth we can't even give 1% or half a percent we'll spend I'm not saying it's what I'm not giving a judgment we'll spend half a million on a holiday we'll find it difficult to give 5,000 for the sake of charity and that is our reality with regard to today he said take half of my wealth take half of it and Abdur, Abdurrahman ibn Awf said Allah give barakah in your risk Allah Ta'ala give barakah in your in your wealth show me the marketplaces the next day he went into his marketplaces and we all know the barakah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted to Abdurrahman ibn Awf that he became amongst the wealthiest Sahaba and perhaps one of the wealthiest human beings in, in, in human history and it also shows us two things one is the ability for people to help people who have migrated and the willingness of people who have migrated to become independent and not to be a burden upon other people what a beautiful balance Nabi Karim Sallallahu taught us and do you know what a beautiful brotherhood Nabi Karim Sallallahu you know established Hazrat Mufti Shafiz Abrahamtullah in Ma'ariful Quran makes mention of this incident وَيُوَفِرُونَ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ وَلَوْ كَانَ بِهِمْ خَسَاسَةً that one day Nabi Karim Sallallahu had some wealth he created the brotherhood he told the Ansar to look after the people of Mecca one day some wealth came and Nabi Karim Sallallahu called the Ansar of Medina and he said oh Ansar of Medina I got some wealth it is not sufficient to give everyone but if I give everyone then you still have to look after the people of Mecca because it won't be sufficient for them to be independent and stand on their own two feet or I can only give it to them and I don't give it to you but if I give it to them then you no more have to look after them they will be independent they will be able to stand on their own two feet do you know what they said Ya Rasulullah give everything to them we will still look after them they gave priority to others even if difficulty came they lot brothers one of the great challenges that we are facing it is a great challenge and that is today in our life we don't have balance we don't have balance sometimes we fall short of the limit sometimes we go beyond the limit sometimes when we do something we go in one direction we go in the extreme in this direction sometimes when we go this way we go in that particular direction it is a constant problem and a challenge and I was reading that the well-being for earth foundation did a survey they found two-thirds of the world complained 
that they don't have proper balance in their life. In the ayat, وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَتًا We have made you a justly balanced ummah. Mufti Shafi Sahib Rahmatullahi in his Ma'riful Quran, in the English version, from page 366 of volume 1, that does not fall short of the limit, that does not go, go beyond the limit. Subhanallah, that is the thing that we have to strive towards. We don't fall short, we don't go beyond the limit. Now, it is a very difficult thing. How do you find what is the right balance? What is the middle path? Let me give you an example. Now, you got this, I got the small desk in front of me. If I know the two extreme points, I'll be able to know what is the middle point. So this is now the middle point between the two extremes. But if for some reason, this one particular extreme is hidden from me, I won't be able to get the right balance. I won't be able to get the middle path. The middle path comes about when you know the two extremes. Then you'll be able to know the right balance. So look at our beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and everything about Islam. Everything about Islam, it is about balance. It is about the moderate path. Khairul umuri awsatuha. So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi said, between not believing in Allah, one extreme, many Allahs in between is the extreme. You believe in Allah, but you believe in one Allah. One is atheism, and one is you have many lords besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not one, several. In between the balance, I believe in Allah, but I believe in one. What is the balance in prophethood? On one extreme, go to the extreme of making your Nabi, Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam, al-Masih ibn Allah, the son of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the other extreme, what do you do? Aliyadu billah, the Jews, the Bani Israel, they killed the Anbiya, they did not show regard to them, they disrespected them. In between is the beauty of Islam. We made our Nabi the object of our love, the object of our allegiance, the object of obedience, but we never made him the object of our ibadat. What a beautiful balance between the two extremes which have been part of the history of religions. Look at the dunya. Look at how Nabi Karim Sallallahu provided the balance. He was one day going and he saw a dead sheep. And he told the Sahaba, who will buy this dead sheep? Ya Rasulullah, who will buy this dead sheep? It is worthless. Oh my, oh my beloved companions, the worth of this dunya in the eyes of Allah is even less than this dead sheep. And he made dua to Almighty Allah. Allahumma la tajalid dunya akbara hammina wala mablaga ilmina wala ghayata rahbina rahbatina. Oh Allah, don't make this material world the be all and the end all of our existence and the end all of our desires and to make it the reason why we gain knowledge. It's on one hand. On the other hand, he said, Talabu al-halali fariratun ba'd al-farida. To acquire halal risk is a religious duty upon you. This is the balance our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu He even taught us balance in deen. And you will say, what? I say, yes, he taught us balance in deen. He taught us don't fall short of the limit. Don't ever say that I don't have to read five times daily. Even if I read three times is enough. That's falling short. Five times is compulsory. To make, to practice upon clear-cut injunction of the Holy Quran, you can do, if you have to do it, if it's out of weakness, you don't do it, you ask Allah for forgiveness, but you don't justify it. 
that is falling short of the limit. Sometimes I find it amazing. People, they talk about, you know, extremism. Look at how some of the women are, they're extreme, how they cover themselves. We talk about extremism in that sense. We don't talk about the extremism of some woman who's, who's for example, dressed in such a way, almost nude, in a shameless manner. That is falling short of the limit. So we don't fall short of the limit, but we don't also go beyond the limit. Now you will say, what is beyond the limit? Let me give you examples. Nabi Karim Sallallahu at the time of Hajj, asked people for pebbles to make jamarat, you know, to pelt the jamarat. So someone brought small pebbles. Now today we always find, every Hajj you will find one clip. Someone coming there with a sling or taking something and hitting something there with, in a particular way. Every Hajj you see it. Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, Subhanallah, this is the pebbles you are supposed to do, jamarat, and pelt the jamarat. I warn you not to become extreme and excessive in your religion. The people of the past, they were destroyed by extremism and excessiveness in religion. Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi said in a hadith in Sahih Muslim, How do I translate mutanatti'oon? Perhaps, maybe the best way I can say, those who nitpick are destroyed. Those who find fault in everything, they are destroyed. Hadith in Sahih Muslim, Imam Nawawi explains it by saying, those who go in extreme in their thoughts, in their actions, in their utterances, they are destroyed. Nabi Karim Wasallam told the Sahaba, he said, don't fight with religion. Deen will overwhelm you. Don't try and compete with religion. Then Nabi Karim said, Al-Qastu wal-Qastu tabluhu. Be moderate, be moderate, you will enter Jannah. Be moderate, be moderate, you will enter Jannah. Nabi Karim warned us with regard to going to extreme. And part of the, the why, why is extremism wrong? One of the reasons is, it is disagreeable for human nature to endure. When you become extreme, you won't be able to endure it. Then another reason, it is short-lived, it cannot be sustained. Right? Let me give you an example. Now, one day, Hazrat Mu'ad radiallahu ta'ala came to Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa Ya Rasulullah, there is a person in our masjid, he's a munafiq, he doesn't read namaz with us. He doesn't read namaz with us. That time, not to read salat in a jamaat was regarded to be a sign of hypocrisy. Ya Rasulullah, he doesn't read namaz with us. So Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called the Sahabi, called him. Tell me what is it, why don't you read namaz? Ya Allah, what a remarkable explanation he gave. Ya Rasulullah, we are people of agriculture, we go on the fields, we leave fajr time, we come back at night. Hazrat Mu'ad radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he reads surah Baqarah. He reads surah Baqarah in Isha namaz. And he reads Surah Nisa in Yeah, Nabi Karim Sallallahu became angry. And he called Hazrat Mu'ad Afatanun Anta. The word fitna in Urdu and Arab in Gujarati means corruption. In, in Arabic it means trial. Oh Mu'ad, are you putting people to trial? Are you putting people to trial? By reading such salat? Because extremism cannot be endured. So Nabi Karim Sallallahu in one hadith says, Nabi Sallallahu said it three times, Fattanun, Fattanun, 
Fatanul, Muaz, are you putting difficulty upon people? Look at the balance our beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam brought. This is every aspect, my dear respecters, bring balance. If you don't have balance, Karitayab sahabu rahmatullahi alayhi has written a book on unity. And I'm coming towards the end of my talk. A few very important points. So he said in this particular that extremism creates bigotry and intolerance. It creates disunity. And then he gave the example of Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani rahmatullahi alayhi. Ya Allah. He said Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani had a murid for many, many years. And then as he was going, Sheikh Abdul Qadir, he came to Sheikh, he said, give me parting advice. So Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani told him that don't claim to be Allah and don't claim to be Nabi of Allah. He said, Sheikh, I stayed with you for 10 years. How can I claim to be Allah? How can I be a claim to be a prophet? Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani rahmatullahi made mention, he said, only Allah's view and only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decision is final, unchallenged. Whoever feels his decision is final and unchallenged, he is in a way claiming to be Allah. Don't ever do such, such a thing. Then he said, only the Nabi only speaks the truth and he can never be wrong. If you were to say that I'm always right and I can never be wrong, in a way you are claiming Nabuwat. Kali Teb Sahib Rahmatullahi has made mention of this. This is the balance Nabi Karim Sahib Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As got married. His father got him married to a very wealthy, very influential woman. She used to ask him, how is my son treating you? So one day she complained, he is all the time making ibadat. He is all the time making ibadat. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As. Abdullah, what is this that I'm hearing? So there's one riwayat that said, Nabi Sallallahu called him, and when he didn't listen, Nabi Sallallahu went to his house. And then Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, how much ibadat you are making? Now I don't, incident is long, I'm coming to the end, let me just take two minutes more. And he said, Abdullah, cut down your ibadat. Can you imagine? Sahabi is saying, I want to do more ibadat, and the Nabi is saying, do less. And then Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, إِنَّ لِمَالِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقُ وَلِزَوْجِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقُ وَلِزَوْرِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقُ وَلِعَيْنِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقُ Oh Abdullah ibn Amr, your body has a right upon you, your wife has a right upon you, and your, your neighborhood has a right upon you, your health has a right upon you. Balance. The balance in Islam. The balance Nabi Karim Sallallahu taught. Many years ago I heard a, you know, a bayan of Mawlana Aitisham Al-Akkani Rahmatullahi. Now, I, I was fortunate that I used to go to his bayans. Now, this bayan, I didn't hear it directly. I heard it in the cassette. So that cassette, I still know, it was cassette number 14. This incident was made mention. So he said, Fuzail ibn Ayaz, rahmatullahi when his son or his child passed away, Fuzail ibn Ayaz, rahmatullahi said, Allah's amanat, Allah has taken it. And he didn't show much grief. He didn't show much grief. And then Nabi Karim Sallallahu Ibrahim, Rabbi Allah passed away. Nabi Karim Sallallahu cried, Ya Ibrahim, inna li firatika la mahzunun. Oh Ibrahim, we are saddened by your departure. Our eyes are tearing, our heart is sad, but we will not say anything with our tongue which shows disapproval to Allah's decree. So the ulama said, now look at this. 
Fuzail bin Ayaz looks apparently, I'm using the word apparently, deliberately, so much tawakkul. And Nabi Karim is crying. Fuzail ibn Ayaz is saying, no, Allah's amanat. What did the ulama say? They say, Fuzail ibn Ayaz, rahmatullahi's action to you and I is greater than our action. But compared to Nabi Karim action, it is incomplete. It is incomplete because he didn't get the right balance. He became so engrossed with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he forgot the right of his departed son. Nabi Karim Sallallahu action was full of balance. He showed respect and sadness to the departure of his son. But he also did it in a manner that was not against tawakkul. And he said, oh Allah, I will not say with my tongue anything that is against your command. Brothers, there are many things. I would brought some points with regard to environment, which today is a major thing. But just I want to say in whatever the challenge, you will find the solution in the seerah. Let us look for it.